0: Madeline, you are not the only parent complaining, just by far the loudest. Cupcake? okay? Melissa! I don't even like to chew. I just shove them down. Maybe you can give one hand to Warren so he can shove it too. Oh, and we're off. It's a classy proper moms, these ones. People think that I am unhinged. Pretty much. That one, she's the Medusa of Monterey. I will squish you like the bunk that you are. Let second grade begin. I still feel responsible for the accident. It's gonna get us. It's gonna get us on. What are you talking about? The lie. This detective is just trying to put the pressure on us so that one of us breaks. You don't believe my son just slipped. Maybe this time I be strong. He knows that I lied to him. We swallow our hey everybody! Welcome We're back to back. the Luck Dog Podcast. This is your host We're Elias Roush. Today we are discussing Big Little Lies season two series wrap up. We have finished it's the, the entire Big Little series, Big Little series, big, story little story series big Little Lies uh, season two series, and we are going to talk about it right now. I couldn't get Kelly to come on this one. She was, um, she was not too happy with how season two was. I don't know starting to wrap, uh, form into, is what I would say. She hopped in around episode, I don't know, two or three, and uh, hopped out around five, and just said, this is, you know, not what I signed up for. So, we are not going to have her on the podcast, but we will have my hot take on season two. So, at the end of season one, assuming everyone has watched season one of Big Little Lies by now, um, the beginning of season two really does kind of have kind of this, uh, marinating intro of, you know, welcoming everyone back to, uh, Monterey and we have all of our favorite characters. Of course, we've got the, uh, uh Reese Witherspoon. We have Nicole Kidman. We have Cheyenne Woodley. We have Laura Dern, Zoe Kravitz. Of course, we have uh, Adam Scott returning. James Tupper is uh, as Nathan, and uh, Jeffrey Noodling as Gordon. And of course, we have all of the kids cast as well. And this round, we or this season, we have Meryl Streep coming in to play uh, Mary Louise Wright, who is the mother of Alexander Skarsgard in the first season, um, Perry. So, the one thing that everyone is uh, is very apparent about is the directorial decisions that were made in the first season. Everyone, everyone generally remembers, you know, it has a very distinct style. The editing's very specific, timed, um, that type of thing. So, we didn't have... Uh, Jean-Marc Vallet, returning for season two, which he decided to go from Big Little Lies season one to Sharp Objects, which is another HBO miniseries featuring Amy Adams. And so that's probably the biggest puzzle piece that we're missing from the second season, which it all comes back down to the direction and the storytelling, for me personally. So, Season 2 um, was crafted after Season 1. Season 1 was uh, was an adaptation of the Big Little Lies book. And so, Season 2 came out and everyone's very skeptical about it. We don't have our favorite director. We don't have uh, some of the same people behind the camera. But they thought that Andrea Arnold... Uh, Another director, she's uh, responsible for doing some Amazon Prime originals, uh, Transparent, and American Honey, among other things. And so, they thought Andrea Arnold could duplicate the style of Big Little Lies Season 1 for Big Little Lies Season 2. So, did she hit the mark? Personally... I think coming out the gate, we're going to do a kind of a spoiler, non-spoiler for season two. So I'll talk a little bit briefly about season two before we, before we hop into spoilers. But overall, is season two necessary? That, that's very much the question because of the way that season one left this ambiguous ending that everyone, majority of the, majority of people would probably say they were satisfied with. Now, season two was like, oh, you like this? Oh, so you're going to have more. So, season one did have this very distinct style, cinematic, uh, Monterey, blue color palettes, uh, very um, rich in and, and where they are. Like, it, it very much felt like they were in Monterey, and it felt like, you know, there's tons of clips of them on the beach i mean there's just a it feels very much lived in in season one so season two they're trying to duplicate in a way that i just don't know hits the mark i think it starts out a little bit slow it starts to get some great momentum around the middle and then by the last couple episodes i'm talking like the last two episodes are the definition of jumping the shark so without going into full spoilers and everything and And in detail on whatnot on these, I would say, overall, was season two necessary? My hot take, no. I don't think it was. I think this would have been a stronger series if we had left it at just the single season. However, I enjoyed a lot of the ride of Big Little Lies season two. It didn't necessarily putter out at the end for me at this uh, of the series of season two however it did they decided to make decisions behind the camera story-wise that I just ultimately didn't think were were natural organic or they just didn't really make much sense or they kind of left the realm of believability and so from what I've heard is Andrea Arnold really struggled with the creative team and to try and to create what they were doing in season one. And so by that happening, it does feel very much like season two is the byproduct of kind of this Frankenstein mash of a season. And ultimately, a lot of it is either semi-resolved or it should have, been resolved a lot quicker, so season two is bumpy overall. The way that it ends, I'm just like, okay, uh, it 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 was not an upsetting ending. It wasn't like an uplifting or you know lower it, it, a negative ending a a way that really uh, detracts from the entire story. But it does leave me in a way like, well, well, fuck, you know, it's like I you know leaving it like that does make you look back on their decisions earlier in in Season 2 and Season 1. Like, oh my gosh. So, it's like, oh my gosh, why are you... So, this is the decision you end up making, you know? It's like, you couldn't have made this decision a lot earlier. Which, with saying that you're going to say uh, that there's probably a lot of filler if they could have wrapped it a lot early, up earlier. And... I do feel like somewhere around the midpoint of season two, they started to just string it out. And they're like, whoa, we have, you know, we have, you know, just this little bit of story, but we got to make it last this long. So in a way, it does feel like they could have had just a movie or just two or three episode wrap up. It didn't feel like it necessarily needed to be all six episodes Um, and some varying in different length. Let's see anything that we need to cover. So, according to IMDb, the lower episodes, by count, by you know, by the, the star count, are well. I'll go by them. Episode one got an eight four. Episode two got a nine. Episode three got an eight three. You see, I thought it started to pick up around episodes two, two to five. And then around five, they dropped the ball again. So it's interesting how other people are rating this. Episodes four, she knows, eight got an eight-five. Episode five got a eight four. Episode six, The Bad Mother got an eight nine. Episode 7, I want to know, got an 8 9. So, I kind of forgot that it was actually 7 episodes. So, it, it does definitely feel like around the middle of the last act, they didn't really know how to believably land this, uh, this plane. And so, with saying that, I think we've covered just about almost all we can in the spoiler-free section, I'm trying to think. Obviously, the performances are amazing in... In this show, we have some of the best actresses on screen. Um, not terribly that much diversity, which I know they get a knock for a lot. I will say that the one person that of color that brings it is uh, Zoe Kravitz as Bonnie, and she. This is a really great performance for her, and even in episodes that I wasn't crazy about, I still felt like her character was was bringing. It all, She was bringing the acting chops. So, um, I mean, everybody did an outstanding job. I think the majority of these kids um, handle these scenes really well. Normally, I can tell if uh, kid actors aren't terribly that good in front of the camera, and these kids are good. Even if they're being fed their lines, I still think that they are being uh, outstanding in some of these situations that just require the uttermost attention. Um So, yeah. Um, Who else do we have? Uh, Yeah, all the kids did excellent. And um, I will say the editing style in this. I felt like the editing style in the season was really sharp the first four episodes. And then the last, like, three episodes, it really just, uh, it became kind of disgusting. It discombobulated or it felt like the first three seasons were the real thing in the last or sorry the first couple episodes were the real thing and the last couple episodes were were like trying to make up you know it was like copying somebody's homework in the editing style it was like they were trying to copy Mark uh, Jean-Marc Velle's editing style from season one and ultimately it didn't feel like a lot of these storylines uh flourish out anywhere so uh Bonnie's mother comes to comes to visit to Monterey uh Meryl Streep comes to visit Monterey uh, there is clashes between the households there's this lurking Monterey 5 ticker that that is oh it's not a ticker it's uh, it's just this uh it's this name that they've started calling all of the women on the show. And it's uh, it's still full, chock full with all the big little lies you can think of. The problem is, was it necessary? And once again, I say I don't think so. So, even though we have a very interesting portrayal of parental abuse and how it shows how it's being passed down to the next generation and how the previous generation has to deal with it and how families have to, you know, go through trauma and that type of uh, environment and stuff like that. I just I felt like there was a lot of things that were set up and later they just they they just decided to discard it. So it does uh, feel a little bit like a missed opportunity to give and oh, to shine light on some of these situations. I, I, I felt like season one did a better job of showing the therapeutic sides of how you deal with um, something like infidelity or spousal, spousal abuse or domestic abuse or something like that. I just felt like this season just felt so much more of a soap opera. And it just didn't translate as believable to me. I will say Laura Dern's character as Renata is just so off the handlebars this entire season. I I love her character, but, I mean, she's literally off the handlebars, insane. You know, uh, she's going through a whole ordeal of... Um, some financial problems, and so her reaction to all of this is just priceless. The thing is, a lot of these characters have these interesting arcs, and there's obviously the overarching arc, which is the the, the murder of Perry, but each one of these Monterey Five have these little things going on. Cheyenne Woodley's character's trying to get in a relationship with this one guy that uh, she she's working with, and it's, it sort of flourishes out in a way, but there's there's marks, there's things that happen along the episodes that make me say, damn, that would have been a great opportunity to put this there, that there, this where, you know, it would have been cool if he was this or that, you know, so I feel... I do feel like they have these individual arcs, but in a way that they really don't culminate. They don't intertwine with each other with nearly as much as like they did in the first season, almost to a uh, an extent where they were pinned you know head head to head against each other um this season, it feels like they're all very much trying to get each other's backs for the most part. The thing is the the interweaving narrative plot contrivances that happen in this season are just overwhelmingly glaring and so that's kind of where I I'm, I was just like damn you know I, I have mixed feelings if there was a season three I, I'm sure it's hella expensive to produce this show especially with all the, the talent that's involved it's just uh, the more of these that go on the more glaring and more noticeable it's going to be that um we can't have all of these characters in the same place at the same time because it's just too much top talent, in my opinion. So uh, that's that's probably one one of the biggest things that I have, I'm thinking about for season three, if they do decide to do it. I don't really know if there is a story to tell. I didn't think there was a story to tell in season two, and somehow they really did find the the... The leftovers of season one and said, "Ah, eh, we still got a meal here. We can, we can, you know, serve it up." <laughs> I mean, there is some great performances throughout the season. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like overall, the the minor arcs on the individual character arcs are not ultimately solved in a satisfying manner as the season one did. So let's hop into spoilers so I can just talk about this a little bit more in um, detail. So. We're in spoilers for Big Little Lies. I talked about a little bit in the spoiler-free section section, a little bit longer than I wanted to, but let's do it. So Reese Reese Weatherspoon plays Madeline, and so Madeline's whole thing was she was not um, truthful with Ed, her husband, and she was actually having an affair with the gym teacher. It gets spilled out by her eldest daughter, and Ed just kind of goes on this, you know, this life fulfilling mission throughout you know the the rest of the season but we aren't really with ed terribly that much um we um we also see reese witherspoon have this really big you know head to head butting heads with uh mary louise's character and it's set up at the beginning of the season but it's never followed through by the end by the end Reese Witherspoon's character is obviously backing Celeste, Nicole Kidman's character. Uh, So she's backing Celeste and she's having to deal with this infidelity problem that she had previously and her marriage possibly falling apart. There's only a handful of scenes where Ed runs into, uh, runs into his wife after he's, uh, once he's trying to process that his wife has, you know, cheated on him and stuff like that. So those scenes are important, and the ones that happen do feel like they they matter. But there's also one scene that shows that she's still holding secrets and that she's still got this quote unquote fog, uh, you know, going over the glass. And so they follow through with. Ed trying to, you know, check out this other lady that he might sleep with, and we, we honestly don't get a, a definitive answer if he did. I'm assuming he didn't, but he ends up saying we need to renew our vows after seeing her and her dancing drunk in her uh, wedding dress. It didn't was not believable for me. Um, didn't feel like it was earned emotionally. And... I, I guess I did like the fact that they renewed their vows and but didn't have, you know, a big extravagant wedding. I thought that was kind of important. But the thing is she's still lying to him at the end of that. And, you know, she's going to she ends up saying that she's going to, you know, I'm assuming by the end of this show, they're going to uh, confess is what it looked like. So let's talk about uh, Bonnie. Bonnie and her mother kind of have a whole like uh, sub storyline going on. Which, by the way, that dance party was ridiculous. I'm not really sure I'm going to get to talk about that too much. But that dance party that her mother passed out at was ridiculous. So, um, and I don't think any kid would have a great time at that. <laughs> so, the um, the Bonnie storyline. So, just in a quick summation, Bonnie was the one that pushed Perry down the stairs. But throughout this season, we find out Bonnie has had some serious uh uh, abuse as a child, it it led her to being somewhat sexually per or whatever it's called in her, you know, mid teens, and or I guess early teens, and she blames a lot of that on her mother, and so throughout the season we're getting this, you know, Bonnie's mother has come to visit, and so we're trying to understand what the the beef is with Bonnie and her mother, but the more that it comes to comes to fruition. Um, uh, Kelly was telling me that she was like, "Oh yeah, she's definitely been beaten uh, and stuff like that." And I was like, "I didn't see any like signs that meant that." And and she Bonnie's mother kept trying to read Bonnie's mind in a way, kind of through like visions and rocks and stones and feathers and stuff like that. The thing is, um, it has. She's also one of the only people of color in Monterey that it is it is kind of brought to the attention of Bonnie and stuff like that, you know, like why why are you here? You know, do you belong in this, you know, place? You know, do you feel comfortable in this cult quote unquote culture and stuff like that? And so I'm glad they brought that to the attention of the viewer and, and kind of you know broke the fourth wall a little bit and said, you know, Bonnie is the only person of color on the screen. It's like what the fuck's going on? <laughs> the damn diversity department's lacking. Uh but we have Bonnie's mother trying to give these visions, and she sees the first time it does a vision, it happens so fast. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" It was such a quick edit that you, as the viewer, couldn't even pause unless you were like seriously trying to pause it um on the flashing on the flash of the screen. And throughout the whole season, we're seeing Bonnie uh, sitting in the ocean. and her mother is telling her, you know, is somewhat warning her in a way the thing is we're really led to believe that bonnie has got this through through these visions that they're giving the they're they're giving the audience these visions and all in these characters it makes us think and believe that I don't know, Bonnie's going to go drown herself. Bonnie's going to go kill her mother. Bonnie's going to do this. Bonnie's going to do that. I didn't know what to think or do with these visions once it ultimately came to at the very end. I mean, at one point we think her father is going to walk in on her trying to smother her mother and she, yeah, and she's actually just cuddling and and whatnot. So the, the flashing of the editing style... I was starting to like it at the beginning. I was like, "Whoa, this is a little bit different and it reminds me a lot of the first season and, and it was evoking that first season feel." But as it started to progress into the last few episodes, it felt like it really got choppy in a way that didn't even make sense. Like, why did it, why was why was it said that she was drowning and uh, drowning in guilt? Um it, it drown because by the end it it's sort of showing the same uh, flashes that her mother saw, and so, I just, in a way, I felt like, when they filmed the editing flashes, that they could have been flashing to anything, and so, that was, I don't know, that was one thing, I will say, uh, the scene with Bonnie confessing to her mother, I think it was episode five or six, is one of those episodes, beautiful, Beautiful episode. I thought. Oh not episode. uh, Scene. And this is when Bonnie's. uh, Zoe Kravitz acting chops are through the roof. I mean she's you know. She's giving it her all. She's confessing to everything. And she's saying how she resents her. But she also forgives her. And it's. It's quite beautiful. And the way the camera is lingering on. Uh, Bonnie, right before it, uh, rack focuses to her mother, and all of a sudden you see this single tear streaming down her face, which would indicate that her mother was not a hundred percent unconscious and that she probably did hear everything that Bonnie had to say, which was touching to me. I thought that was one of the more beautiful scenes. So, uh, continuing. Celeste. Celeste is pretty much the main story, the driver of this uh, narrative, once again. I mean, she was in the first one, but this one, this is between Mary Louise, Meryl Streep, bringing her acting chops as per- Perry's mother, and she's trying to get custody of Celeste's kids. And the way they frame Nicole Kidman and in this last um, courtroom scene is just appallingly ridiculous. I didn't know what to say, but I had heard. Um, sorry, I had heard how bad this this scene was with. Well, this multiple scenes of uh, the courtroom scenes, the least believable courtroom scenes I've seen in a very long time. Almost everything they were pinning. Celeste on, had to do with her sexual life and things, her sexual proclivities and whatnot like that, and had almost nothing to do with the fact that she was a mother and a successful attorney mother, yet had just lost her husband. It's like, nothing... It, I It, it was upsetting kelly i saw how it was upsetting kelly and that was when she was like i can't watch this anymore because this is just damn ridiculous and at, at one point i was just laughing i was like this is just ridiculous that you know the the judge let almost everything go through you know the the lawyer our lawyer was close to an in, ineffectual there was almost zero case build up for you know us as the the defense, Nicole Kidman, it just felt like ill-prepared. It it just felt mostly like these were scenes that were not written or ever looked over by anyone in the law, um, anyone that's involved in the law. And so it's just like completely – Completely jumps the shark from the from the time they're talking about you know the boyfriends, the ambien, the 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 everything that they're trying to make Celeste look bad. It just it was not believable in my opinion. Um, and then with Celeste questioning Mary Louise at the very end about you know did you kill Perry's brother? And it's like, did ah, it's like, oh my gosh! So, to 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 recap, we I don't understand why Nicole Kidman is just now thinking about Celeste. Sorry, I I don't understand why they would bring up Perry's brother's death at the very last moment. Why not? talk about that throughout the season to make it more relevant for the viewer and not make it such a deus ex machina. It's, uh, the... The believability just flies right out the window when there's all of a sudden this, this urge to say, wait a second, we have... We have Perry's brother who was killed by Mary Louise and Mary Louise is trying to get custody of the kids. Oh, that's a big hell no. So we're going to just not talk about it for the first five episodes. we well, just linger on it and maybe a scene or two, just barely touch on it. But I like not having watched season one, like immediately before this, I was like, I don't remember this shit. And so having this flash at the beginning of the episode just felt cheap. It was just like, oh, okay, so this is how they're going to defeat Mary Louise. They're just going to say that she was the she was responsible for the death of Perry's younger brother or I don't know if it was his younger brother, but his brother when they were young. So just all of that is just like, what 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 the buck so, yeah, the the whole courtroom drama was a cluster. I hated every second of uh Nicole Kidman's Celeste being uh interviewed by the uh the attorney questioned, sorry. And they showed like graphs of like Perry being pushed down the stairs versus falling down the stairs and how he had to have been pushed and so Mary Louise, as a character, felt like she didn't know exactly what she wanted, and in a way, it was just overarching just to destroy the character of Celeste, and it was, one number one, it was to say she murdered, or that her son was murdered, regardless of how it happened. Number two would be that she wants to say that Celeste is a bad mother, and that she needs to have full custody of the kids. And so, after all of that, she ends up being... She does not get custody of the kids. She does not prove that Celeste is a bad mother. And she learns that Perry is a monster through a single iPad video that happens to come up on the last night of the court hearing. So... Plot contrivance, deus x machina, call it what you will—it's all of the above. Um, so yeah, that—that's basically the majority of Big Little Lies summed up in a piece. Now, for the the fun part was Laura Dern and uh, her husband. They are the dynamic duo throughout the se- the season. That just. Let anything fly. I don't remember this happening in season one to this degree, but I mean, so uh, Laura Dern's character—it's not her name's not Celeste—I uh, forgot her name—but um, Laura Dern's character is losing her basically her life savings, and they are going bankrupt. <laughs> so um, it through some bad investments and some poor choices made by uh, Gordon. Yours truly. <laughs> um, Jeffrey Noodling does an excellent job playing uh, Gordon Klein, just this kind of laid back California husband, dad, stoner dude, also happens to be making terrible, terrible life decisions like betting their entire uh, ranch. And all of their life savings basically on, you know, a single bad uh, business decision along with uh, screwing the nanny. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) On top of everything irredeemable, they were just like, they had to throw that in there. And so when they had so many scenes together that were just hilarious to watch. I could almost recommend season two just so you go watch uh, Laura Dern freak out for uh, seven episodes, because there is a spaz in every episode, and it is excellent, whether she's having to give up her, her, uh, I don't know, her cars, her keys, her house, her maid, it is just, it's, it's so, it's like a train wreck, it's just so ridiculous, you can't stop watching, and, you know she's she talks about oh, i can't go back to being poor again you know it's she's got this level of entitlement and it's just it's kind of a lot of fun to watch just when it comes to that and there's not too many big happy scenes in this you know positive you know major positively shown or just happy or comedic scenes in this entire show especially season 2 um I do really feel like they kind of dropped the ball on explaining more or less the Terry, the Terry, the Perry murder because they kind of like, they want to have the, they want to have the courtroom hearing about the kids, but they really want to talk about the murder and kind of linger on that. And so the thing, the whole thing was if the whole courtroom drama aspect of it just felt completely wrong. They were focusing on wrong aspects of her not being able to you know parent and stuff like that and almost nothing that they had shown or proven felt like that would be believable. so it it just seemed I've said it numerous times it just didn't seem believable. So, um, Cheyenne Woodley, I think is the only other character that we really have not spoken about. Um, oh, I, I did mention that we lost Bonnie's mother, Bonnie and Nathan end up, uh, breaking up. She says that she's not happy with her relationship, maybe has never loved Nathan and that she settled for Nathan because, uh, I, I don't know that her, you know, mother kind of influenced that those decisions. So we also have Cheyenne Woodley as Jane Chapman, and she has just about nothing to do in this season, what it feels like. They got scenes with uh, Woodley's character, Jane, and this guy that she works with. Um, I don't even remember his name. He's uh, Corey, um, played by Douglas Smith. Interesting looking dude, I'll tell you that. But I felt like they really fucking dropped the ball on the, um, on the Corey sub-subplot. So, there is uh, one scene where Corey is, like, you know, walking out of the police station, Bonnie sees it, and then the next episode starts. And so, the next episode is Woodley saying, you know, are you a fucking cop, that type of shit, you know, confronting him in that what And... It seems just really, I don't know, just, it seems like he easily could have been a cop or he easily couldn't have been a cop. And it would have been much more interesting if he was. And the direction they chose is just like, okay, so did y'all put that there just as, a, you know, a cliffhanger so that, we, oh, we definitely got to watch the next episode? Because that's how I felt. And you know I'm going to watch the next episode. i on episode 5. It's like, geez. But it felt like, yeah, he should have been a cop. Or there should have been a twist. Or the fact that we find out that Mary Louise had them followed the entire season. That pretty much never comes up. Uh, yeah, that just seems pertinent. A lot of things. I, I felt like the the script, most of all, kind of drops drops the ball on the storytelling in a way that... Um, Could have made things just slightly more interesting. Now, not to say that I didn't like Season 2. I do find Season 2, you know, interesting to watch. I don't know if I'd totally recommend it. It definitely feels like the sophomore slump. Would I want a Season 3? Eh, you know. Uh, I don't really know about that. Um, One season probably would have been the best, like they're doing with sharp objects. But who knows? I'm I'm not 100% against, you know, anything if it's, you know if they're giving a good shot on it, you know, if they're putting some creative talent behind it. So, big little lies. We've covered it. I think we've got just about the the entire uh, thing wrapped up. We talked about uh, PJ Byron has a hilarious uh, couple of lines, uh, Principal Warren, Nepal, and... Uh, yeah, I, I think he called what he called during the Medusa of Monterey, which is a pretty hilarious line. Um, there was tons of scarsguard just spliced in there, him falling down the stairs from the, the first season, which ultimately didn't feel like it, it meant too much. I mean, yes, they end up at the very last uh, scene walking into the police station to, I assume, have Bonnie confess, but... A lot of the stuff that happened, it really felt like they would have got off and, and they didn't need to lie and that, I don't know, there there wasn't real thought of why they needed to keep the secret. And it really felt like they the entire series, they are like, we can't tell anybody, we can't tell anybody for this, that, and the other reason. But there was a decision made somewhere in the last episode that they were like, all right we're going to you know make our amends with everybody and then we're going to go fucking to the police station it's like whoa <laughs> it's it's a quick one is what i'd say a quick 180 but uh yeah it's it's another one as i always say the uh the shows that don't always land 100% but uh give a nice swing <laughs> i'll say uh yeah let me see what i would like to cover anything else? I think I'm gonna try to start covering the uh, Euphoria show. It's already completely uh, released, and so I'm excited about watching a little bit of Euphoria and uh, with Zendaya. And what else do we have? Succession season two. Succession season one. You got to watch that. If you've already watched all of Big Little, I would I would highly suggest Succession. It's one of those major. Television shows that deserve some um, some attention that they, they just aren't are they aren't getting the love and they need the love they deserve it it's, it's a lot of fun so check Succession out um, I know David Chen has a, a recap podcast I'm, I'm listening to that as well and um, I'll also probably give a couple of words of recapness on my uh, on my channel as well for Succession i uh i appreciate you listening thank you for listening to the big little lies season two roundup wrap up trailer po- uh, trailer uh season podcast i don't know what the hell I'm saying anymore i gotta get out of here thank you for listening take it easy i mean you know follow the social medias we got the links below you know rate share subscribe look it up, podcast gmail.com I, I don't know what the fuck i'm doing <laughs> uh, uh thank My son you is dead. And I want answers. I gave you answers. Yes, but you left some things out, didn't you? You were planning to leave him, and you learned of his infidelity just ten seconds before he died.